Hi, and welcome to the Female Health Podcast. My name is Mary Jo McGuire, owner of MJ Nutrition. I have a degree and master's in nutritional science, and I'm studying to be a nutritional therapist also. I work with women every day who want to lose weight, improve their relationship with food, hack their hormones, regulate their cycle, restore their periods, learn about nutrition for hormonal balance, help women come off the pill, and lots more. This podcast will be a place to talk about all things female health related, from periods, the pill, weight loss, diets, fertility, acne, PMS, and lots, lots more. I hope this platform to be educational and empowering so women can take charge of their health, their hormones, so they can feel and look their best at all stages. Hi guys, so before we get into episode three, I just want to say a massive thank you for everyone who shared the podcast episode two on their social media um, and all the lovely feedback that I received as well. Um, it was a really great episode, episode two, and I'm so thankful for all of you who took the time to message me and share it. It really, really means a lot, so thank you so, so much. Um, this episode is also a great one, um, so it's with Orla Swan, um, otherwise known as The Health Hun. So um, she is a really positive person. You can really get a sense of that in this episode. We chat loads about her journey from struggling with IBS, mental health issues, and her PCOS and her relationship with food and how she has done a 360 and now she is helping clients with similar issues. Uh, We chat loads about mindset, self-development, self-love, limiting beliefs and just kind of self-care and really taking the time to get to to know yourself and kind of get to know yourself at a deeper level. So we do touch on that and she also gives some really good advice at the end if you are struggling with any of these issues also. So it's such a lovely episode and I think you'll all really, really enjoy it. Again, if you do, I'd so much appreciate if you would share it on your social media and tag me in your stories as well. And I do appreciate the feedback so, so much. So thank you and happy listening. Hi and welcome to episode two of the Female Health Podcast. So today I have an unreal guest on. I'm so excited to introduce her. She is so full of knowledge, is a massive advocate for female health and getting on top of your um, your hormones and just getting in charge of your health and getting to know your body from the inside out, which I absolutely love. So her name is Orla Swan, otherwise known as The Health Swan on Instagram. She uh, has a degree in, uh, in science, so she's a scientist um, and she also has a degree in the MNU Nutrition qualification, which is amazing. I um, I know loads of really good nutritionists with that uh, qualification. So I'm so happy to have her on board here today to chat about her story and give us loads of insight. So I'm going to let her speak for a little bit, get her to introduce herself. So Orla, over to you. (laughs) Hello, thank you for having me. I hope I live up to that introduction. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sure you will. (laughs) Um, Yeah, so I would have done my degree in biotechnology. Um, So it's nothing really to do with... um, with nutrition or anything like that but I suppose it kind of gave me that spark or that um that further interest in like science um and I was always obsessed with like the human body but I never really knew like where that was going to take me um so I then I did the MNU certification and even when I was doing the MNU certification I didn't even know if I was going to do nutrition um but somewhere along the way I started a blog and I kind of started to kind of vent my frustrations with like the medical system um and it was all through my own experience really it wasn't really about like trying to 
um I didn't think that I would ever be where I was today with like a business and like clients to kind of help them through similar experiences with myself um it was literally just starting to vent um yeah. while I was procrastinating as well I wasn't <laughs> meant to be doing that um so yeah I would have started off um with a lot of undiagnosed um sorry undiagnosed conditions but I would have had um abnormal symptoms and I hadn't got a clue what was going on so I had really poor mental health um I would have had issues with my gut health as well because I was eventually diagnosed with IBS um and that would have been my main I suppose focus to kind of improve my health throughout the years um and I would have been undiagnosed with PCOS I wasn't diagnosed with PCOS till I was about 21 uh or sorry about 22 okay. um and from the age of about 19 I was diagnosed with IBS I think it was so for many years I didn't know I had any of those um and I just had wild symptoms um and the diagnosis with the PCOS only came to light when I came off the pill so I would have been on the pill from the age of 16 I think uh for about five years and um it was kind of for heavy periods and for um contraceptive reasons so it was nothing to do with PCOS or anything like that um but when I came off it I had no cycle then for a year um I didn't even towards the end of um my decision to kind of come off for the last three months or so I had a very light bleed um so even though it's just withdrawal bleed in that period it was a lot lighter than it should be for me so um I made a decision that like I wasn't in a relationship um I didn't it was doing something weird with my cycle so I just decided to take a break didn't know why um just felt like taking a break um I didn't actually know anything I knew back then about hormones just decided that just wasn't for me um so I came off it and then I got no cycles and I thought it was the best thing ever I thought having no periods having no mood swings having no um well what I thought were mood swings from my periods um I I just thought it was great having no periods at all because mine were so heavy and sometimes painful as well well sorry most of the time painful um I just thought it was blissful but I didn't realize that how kind of good it is to have your your menstrual cycle um due to like the like your peaks in estrogen and your progesterone and the calming and feeling like your best and stuff like that throughout the cycle so I kind of was a bit of like a bit flat I suppose um kind of constant anxiety I had depression and stuff like that as well um so I yeah I just I didn't really realize the impact that the menstrual cycle had on my health yeah um and for so long, I was very fixated on trying to sol- resolve my IBS and fix myself with IBS um, that I wasn't focusing on my hormones in the slightest. Um, so I was very, very fixated on like fixing my bloat and shrinking my stomach. Um, and I would have had body dysmorphia and an eating disorder and stuff like that through then. Um, but yeah, so it was from then on that I um, eventually started to get the link between or to recognize the link between stress and my body and stress because of the mind and gut connection um, had a massive impact on my bloating, a massive impact with, I started to develop anxiety then. I actually have the language to know what anxiety was because back then, like nobody actually knew what it was. Yeah. Um, like we were so good with advocating towards it now and kind of explaining it to people what it is. Um, whereas back then I didn't even know what it was. I just had these sensations or feelings in my stomach and I was like, oh, I just felt so on edge all the time. Um, but little did I realize that it was for, uh, impacted by my hormones, but also from my lifestyle. Um, my lifestyle was just so, like, I just look back now and I'm just like, how did I do that? <laughs> I would have done full-time college in, in a science degree, which is pretty full-on hours. Um, that I worked in an emergency department in the evening times, um, which could be late in the evenings and then 
it's an emergency department so it's obviously stressful yeah. and then like someone and I'd get up and I'd go to the gym at like six in the morning yeah. or in the evening time and then I'd be trying to go out and socialize maybe even twice on the weekend um yeah. so I think at that age you think you're invincible don't you you're just like absolutely everything. it's fine I can like get up early I can have relationships I can go and drink at the weekend and yeah yeah my health's still gonna be fine and then it kind of later on you're like oh crap maybe I should have like take a step back a bit or looked after myself a wee bit better there but I think it's a hindsight thing a lot of the time um well I don't think it's explained to us like then like what what your the implications that has going out on the weekend and stuff like that like I always remember when my mom giving out to me being like you're running yourself into the ground and like it doesn't doesn't affect your health would you stop I'm fine (laughs) like what does burnout even mean I'm fine like what are you on caffeine I'm grand (laughs) yeah um but yeah so where am I so yeah I would have just through the years I would have had uh, a lot of issues with mental health and that was kind of like the the drivers underneath it all but I didn't realize that it was um to do with my hormones so I didn't realize until I was diagnosed with PCOS um and the reason I went to get the diagnosis for PCOS or to kind of investigate my hormones was purely because I had acne then um and this would have been about a year and a half after coming off the pill um I I would have focused on trying to get my cycle back um and I realized that I started to kind of look into it a little bit further and I realized that when you sometimes when you're at a lower weight um the concept at the time wasn't about energy availability it was more so about gaining weight um so um obviously energy availability is needed to get your cycle back so you need to be matching your calorie output um with the food that you consume um and trying to reduce stressors but at the time the only concept that I knew was trying to gain weight so that was really really hard for me because I went through a period of like body dysmorphia with having IBS and just feel like an absolute blowfish all the time (laughs) I literally just felt huge even if I didn't look huge um externally I just felt huge all the time and I had a lot of water retention from the stress and stuff like that as well um yeah so and I would have had like chronic constipation because I wouldn't have understood how to treat my IBS at the time um so I would have started my journey then to try and gain a little bit of weight um which was difficult because coming from a place of like having an eating disorder body dysmorphia and stuff like that but I kind of had that purpose that like I want to get my cycles back for my health um, I didn't realize the impact that I had and how much it could be affecting my um, my mental health and stuff like that. So it was like my kind of purpose field um, little project for myself that I was trying to get a, a cycle back. Um, it would have been, I think I, I linked the, I would have recognized the link with stress because of my IBS, first of all. Um, and that was kind of like instantaneous symptoms. So like my bloating and stuff like that. Whereas then I realized when I was doing my exams for college, I decided to take some time off work. Um, I decided to take a little step back from the gym and just really focus on getting my exams because the year before I had failed. So I was just like, I don't want to fail. I don't want to pay any more repeats. Um, so I was really determined to get through that. So removed all stress, removed all uh, social outings and everything like that. And I never felt so calm in my life um, from the previous few years of like, just go, go, go nonstop. And I got a period and I was like, whoa, what is this? <laughs> so I, when I got that, now when the first one I got, I was like, okay, that's just random. This is a bit weird, whatever. Maybe that means I'm getting them back now. So then the next few months, everything picked back up. I went back to work. I went back to the gym and going out and everything like that. And um, no period again for the next few months. 
And then it wasn't until the second set of exams um, in the summer that the same thing happened. And then I actually was like, okay, there's something, something big here to do with stress on my body. And so, and then a few months later, I would have, I didn't have a regular cycle then, um, but I would have gotten it every few weeks, I suppose, or every six weeks or maybe every two months. So I started to see what there was. Yeah, there was a bit of like progress there. Yeah. Um, and then the acne developed. So it was like when my period started to come back, the acne came on like very intensely. Uh, and that that messed with my mental health as well because I was very like very low self-esteem, very low self-worth back then. Um, everything was about my appearance because I think because of how much my IBS changed my appearance that I was very much but it's not just about your appearance, but it's about like your mental health and stuff as well, obviously, and your self-worth. Um but I was then diagnosed with the PCOS and I was literally just told, okay, kind of in a roundabout way, you kind of have PCOS and um, there's a, a pill to go on, the concept of pill again, and there is some subscription cream for your acne. And I was like, just the pill? I was like, I'm just after coming off the pill and I have all these issues. Like, yeah. what does that mean for me? And she was just like, well, it means that you won't have any symptoms. And it means that um, that you may have issues with fertility, but um, we'll, it doesn't matter. We'll look at that in a few years' time. And like, I literally, my heart sank because like, I was only 22 or 23 at the time. Yeah. So like, um, having kids was not like, it's still not like an option right now. But uh, for me, just being told that I couldn't have kids, I was like, excuse me? I was like, huh? So very thing to just kind of uh, land you with and say, take this like, and we'll worry about it later on. Yeah. And I was like, but like, sorry, can you tell me a bit more? And she was just like, typical, trying to get you in, trying to get you out. And I was like, um, is there no other things that I can do? And she was like, talk about metformin. But then she was talking about like, you don't have insulin resistance at the moment and stuff like that. But like, now that I look back at it, I had a good few energy crashes and stuff back then. So she never even like investigated that part, of, uh, that side of things. And um, so from then I was just like, I'm not taking that pill. Um, I'm going to really focus on my health and have a look at what I can do for myself. Um, I was very much focused on my mental health then. Um, I had like, it was like once once I got the diagnosis of PCOS and I started looking into it and how that can impact your mental health, I was just like, oh my God, all of that is because of this. <laughs> I was like, I'm not crazy. I was like, oh my God, there's a reason for all of this. And just knowing that literally was such an instant relief. And I swear to God, it was just like a massive change in my mood, massive change in like my self-esteem, all that kind of stuff. And I even took a picture of myself smiling with my acne. I remember it so vividly. And literally within a few weeks, my acne started to reduce so much. Mm-hmm. Um, and like my periods were back regular. And it was because of the intensity of the stress. Now, in fairness, I did have a look at kind of stripping back some layers of kind of overdue and everything. But like it was literally like an epiphany moment, and I was like, "Oh my god, I'm the cause of my own problems." <laughs> well, know. yeah, you weren't really, but you had something that was giving you imbalanced hormones, and yeah, imbalances yeah. in hormones can lead to anxiety or depression. Like, exactly, it's not always yeah. the, the case, but like in a lot of cases, like if you know there's imbalances in hormones there, and again, women especially, or obviously women, are going around like feeling so low and just so yeah. anxious yeah. and not knowing that maybe there's a little bit more that they can do other than anti-anxiety medication or other exactly. than yeah you know um but I can imagine the relief you felt when you heard that oh and my god from yeah. then it seems that like everything seemed to find kind of fall into place yeah 
yeah, it really, really did. I started to really prioritize what was important to me and started to focus on like, okay, I can see that there's definitely a link with all of this. And I can see that now I have a diagnosis. So let's go forward and see what I can do. Cause I had kind of confidence that I was able to improve my IBS slightly. It wasn't like great. Now I kind of went from a, a period of taking laxatives and being reliant on laxatives. Um, again, being told, being prescribed that and told that that's my future with IBS, just literally take your laxatives for the rest of your life. Uh, and that caused a lot of stress then, was there? Oh my God. It, it just caused so much issues. Um, and like I use it kind of as a compensatory kind of thing, behavior with um, food and stuff like that when I was binge eating. Yeah. So it, it just it really had a bad impact. So I was like really determined to not be reliant on any sort of medication and to take the matters back into my own hands. Um, so I had gone, like the way that I did with my IBS was like, I could go two weeks without going to the toilet. Like I had severe constipation. And then I worked it up to like trying to get it to like every second day. And it was just like, just so happy to be able to go to the toilet. <laughs> and then I did the same with my periods and it was just like another month, another month. And it was just so good to see that you actually can take the matters into your own hands and you can do stuff for yourself. You're not Absolutely. completely powerless. And there, there's just so much information out there that you can take supplements, you can take certain types of food, avoid certain types of food, look yeah. at your stress levels, your exercise, all that kind of stuff. Um, so that's that's gotten me to where I am today to really just show other people that like, you don't have to live like this. <laughs> it's so funny you're saying, you're like, yay, my period's coming. When everyone else is just like, oh no, my period's coming. Like, oh, I know, I know. The feeling like when you get it reg regulated, it's like, yeah finally my body's normal again I'm like you know yeah. other people I don't need medication or the pill to like have a regular cycle or more yeah. like withdrawal bead and yeah it's such an empowering thing when you have put in the work I suppose you do it is work like you have to put in the work yeah, it is yeah there you have to make sacrifices and change things about your lifestyle especially you mm. know like as you said you were on the go like maybe going out all the time and just busy yeah. busy busy and then putting pressure on your body in other ways with laxatives and maybe not eating enough and things like that and that is stress yeah. in the body and you're not going to like it's going to respond to it by shutting down the reproductive areas yeah. it's like basically the body wants to feel the way I look at it like if you're not going to want to have a baby in a body that is really really stressed and yeah. really overworked because it just isn't the environment so then you're not going to release the eggs from the ovaries and then you're just not mm -hmm. going to get a regular period so that's how that kind of manifests for people and um, but like what can you say there was like one thing that you think worked for you like to get things kind of going or was it just that news that you got like that you had PCOS you weren't crazy <laughs> or was it <laughs> <laughs> um I think I looked at everything holistically I don't think there yeah. was one thing yeah. um I think for ages I did spend a lot of time trying to find that one thing trying to find yeah. one supplement that would cure me fix everything okay. um but that, that wasn't it it was my lifestyle it was um say no to doing things stop trying to people please stop trying yeah. to burn the candle up and stop trying to go to every single social event um that is on um stop exercising so much that was a hard pill for me to swallow because i was literally doing like five days a week and doing cardio and then like i'd even be walking to college or walking to work this is before fitbit trackers as well so i have no idea yeah. what type of steps I was doing but like there's no awareness of it back then either so like I was literally just blindly going through all of this um without any idea of the repercussions it could have so I think it was like 
it was like I was looking for at metrics I suppose my metric was my like my period cycles uh my metric was like my constipation um how my anxiety was feeling and stuff like that and like I would have focused very much on um just loads of different areas of my life um and I would have tried to still look at supplementation um I would have been I would have taken like prescription retinoid cream for my acne as well because it was so bad um and I would have fell in love with skincare and sort of I would have switched to a type of training that was less impactful as well. Um, I really just swapped to kind of typical um, kind of bodybuilding style training, but not to get abs, not to not to put pressure on myself yeah. and not to. I, I constantly chased abs because I, I had such a bloated stomach all the time. I thought that the smaller I get, the, the better I'd look when it's just not the case. So it's like it's like as well with these conditions. So with PCOS and IBS, it's about improving your quality of life because there is no cure. And that's one thing that I can recommend to anyone who has it is to work on accepting that that's your condition and accepting that this is just your lifestyle now and that you have different priority priorities to do to the to a person that doesn't have them. Yeah. And I found that really difficult. Like, how can this person eat so much shit and they literally have no issues? And I'm eating so healthy and I am like a blowfish today. And just it, it's just a lot of um a lot of mental work, um, a lot of mindset stuff. And then I discovered mindfulness as well. Um, so mindfulness changed my life with anxiety and my headspace because I would have been very much like on edge. And whether that's like kind of the hormonal underneath it all, um, whether it's to do with like, um, maybe I have like an, uh, a disconnect between my gut-brain connection because of IBS. There's, there's so many different um, reasons or things that are feeding into that. And but again, a combination of all of them. And then exactly, maybe yeah. even like your personality thrown in there as well. Can also, <laughs> so it's just everything, you know, there's yeah. no one reason. But yeah, like I'm sure like then the mindfulness will get to the, not the root of that, but like, it helps yeah yeah so like you could have all this and that's kind of potentially drivers for or can can kind of reduce your tolerance maybe um and that's kind of something that you can't really change you can change over time by probably looking at diet sleep stress all that kind of stuff sleep's a big one as well yeah um and but then you can also control seriously you probably can't control that um fully you can control to a certain extent you can control your mindset and you can control your thoughts you can control from your thoughts, your behaviors, your reactions, your emotions. Um, and that was a massive change for me. Um, I'd started mindfulness, my friend told me to start it, and I was like, no, I can't sit still with myself, never mind quiet my mind. Um, because she was into yoga and stuff like that. And I was just like, No, I don't do yoga. Would you stop? I do like running, I do sprints on the treadmill, I do yeah, I have to work up <laughs> So it was so, so alien to me. Um, and then when I was doing it, I committed to a 30 day free challenge and I was like, look, it's free. I'll just do it for 30 days, see how I get on. And I didn't feel like it fixed me. And again, back then I was looking for that cure. And what happened was then a few months later, I actually noticed a few weeks later, actually, I noticed my anxiety started picking up again. And I was like, oh, this actually helped me. Um, it wasn't like instantaneous when I was doing it. It was more so um, by regularly practicing it, it was keeping me calm, keeping me grounded. Um and then from there, I actually, I, I started to kind of discover that regular practice helped me kind of activate that parasympathetic nervous system, keep me calm. Um, and it really helped my IBS. So I would have done that because of the gut brain connection. Um, it really helped with bloating. It really helped with digestion of my meals um, and stuff like that. So I would have done that regularly for that. And then eventually I kind of caught that 
you can kind of carry that through into your day to day. So a lot of people think it's just like do your meditation, do your yoga or whatever, and that's you done for the day. But I think the main thing is it's, it's about being able to process your thoughts and rather than kind of believe in your thoughts as facts to take a step back and like be the awareness behind them um, and really realize that you had the power to choose how you react so like I would have literally been so defensive about the slightest thing that happened or fearful that someone thought a certain way of me or whatever and then I'd be like okay that's not a true thought let's let's analyze this for a sec let's pause let's reflect and then we're going to respond so I started to almost use that as like my another little project for myself um that, yeah it just just so many little self-development things that I did along the way um and I just it just helped me so much and it really helps me now that if something happens I'm just like let's not get carried away by this <laughs> let's have a look um but that really helped as well because I think that I have like I said a reduced tolerance so I can get very triggered by something very quickly um so if you are that type of person I think mindfulness is amazing it's really difficult at the start because it's out of your comfort zone because you're used to being stimulated and you're used to having the fight or flight mode switched on and yeah. you're looking for danger um but over time you get to see that you can switch that off it's safe there's no danger around here yeah. it doesn't matter if someone's talking shit about you it doesn't matter if you're fearful uh, of doing a presentation or something like that you can ground yourself and um where it comes from is your thoughts and your nervous system so I think by knowing that it really gives you back the power. That's really good. I mean, I think what you said at the very start about talking about mindfulness there, like you're you're someone who couldn't switch off. I think nearly that's when you need to do it. If you're someone who can't yeah. switch off, <laughs> on the go, like, okay, that's when you need to do mindfulness. Yeah. Or if someone who says like, I'm too busy to do mindfulness today, that's when you need to do it. Like 100%. Um, what would you if someone wanted to start mindfulness, like where would you tell them to to go or to get into it like how do you start it like if someone is completely new to it yeah I, I started using the calm app um yeah. some people prefer the headspace app there's actually so many apps and you can just literally go onto youtube these days yeah, so uh, and search something i the calm app has a 30 day free trial so i would really recommend that because it has so many different series as well yeah. so it has like ones on dealing with like workplace conflict ones on dealing with um anxiety ones on dealing with flight anxiety there's so many different series so you can kind of <laughs> yeah it's kind of like working you do one a day so it's kind of like little lessons in them as well yeah. i think that's why i really like that because it's not just about like doing a few deep breaths it's about what you're going to learn that day as well yeah no that is really good that's really good um that's so interesting though that your whole mindset has changed like from the busy busy on the go all the time to like taking a step back processing your thoughts and mm -hmm. how that is manifested in improving your health as well it's not just yeah. like you know you have a better relationship say with yourself but also your body is now responding better like your mm -hmm. you know your digestive system is working the gut brain connection is now yeah. you know maybe more aligned than i say it was you know and yeah. like, it's a huge area like and then obviously regulating your cycle like that's such an empowering thing to do you know you yes. took control <laughs> of something that you were told no you never you have to go in the bill like to sort mm -hmm. it out and you like taking control of that like so i just think that's amazing that you've done that and now you're able to help your clients like on their journey or whatever their struggles are like because it's such a yeah I just I love that because again that's what I I have tried to do as well like I have similar enough story to you um again stress was a huge issue for me and I didn't have the IBS but again it impacted my thyroid and it impacted I always had irregular cycles and 
just being able to like take that back that control but obviously like nutrition and and um supplements helped but i do think going like really back to the like the stress is like such yeah. a massive thing like and i i don't know about you but like i think if you're told like oh you're just an anxious person you nearly accept that as about yourself like yes. for me like yeah. i've always been told like or just thought I was an anxious person like mm. I do have anxiety kind of driven like I am like say afraid of flying for example like that's one of my biggest <laughs> fear and I'm also really claustrophobic so I've like let them be my nearly I let them be my identity do you know what I mean yeah. like, okay I'm such an anxious person so that yeah. can um you know you can bring that we can think like oh this is the way I'm meant to be this is how I always it's like a limiting it. belief like totally yeah absolutely yeah. so yeah I do think um really getting to the root cause or not even the root cause but like really just kind of looking at the the stress and like that area of your life and you know I just think the meditation mindfulness is something that was so new and foreign to me like say two three years ago but yeah. like and again like and I wouldn't be any expert on it whatsoever like at all like, but it's just something I practice for myself yeah. and it, yeah I just think getting in touch with your breath is something something so simple what can give so you so simple. much power yeah. like I just like I everyone can see me when I'm nervous like they're just like oh there she's at it again she's breathing weird but like <laughs> it just really helps me and it's like oh yeah, yeah. So I'm much better now <laughs> well, I think that's important that if you find something that works for you like don't give a shit about what anyone thinks and yeah. I think that that's we do we fear judgment with people so like totally. going through that whole process I had to say no to going out and I had to kind of step away from what people expected of me yeah. I had to start speaking up um say no to doing things at home say no to working uh, extra hours all that kind of stuff and you have to peel back that those layers of your identity really and it it, it can it can be really hard to work through that stuff because you can I think it's kind of like the deep work that you do yeah like I think being a like grown up like you think being the ass person is the right thing to do like oh I'll take this job on or I'll do this or whatever but like you realize how much that is burning you out or whatever like it's yeah. just like and you kind of start to resent it then you're just like I didn't want to do that I just said yeah because I think it was the right mm. thing to do or whatever I think um, what helps with that is like if you're if you find yourself that you're a people pleaser have a look at why you're a people pleaser so like for me it was it's not gonna be the same for everyone but for yeah. me digging a little bit deeper into that was like I had severe like low self-worth low self-esteem and stuff like that so I feared that if I didn't say yes to people that they were going to think different of me and they were going to, I kind of relied on others for my happiness as well. So I kind of realized that you are responsible for your own happiness. You are responsible for your thoughts. You are responsible for your, your health, everything like that. And you can take back that ownership. Um, but with the people pleasing, if you find that you're people pleasing and you find it difficult to say no to people because you fear what they're going to think of you and say of you, then that may indicate that you need to work on yourself and, loving yourself a little bit more and I know self-love can be like that cringy thing I know but like <laughs> if you don't love yourself nobody's gonna do it for you nobody's gonna love you yeah I love that like it does come down though to like just not giving a crap what people think. yeah <laughs> like you just have to go like that's you know if that's how deep you want to go just stop thinking caring about what yeah. people think about you but yeah you're right it is you do have to get into that deep work and it does require yeah. an effort but it is worth it like when you can say yeah. you value yourself more and you're putting yourself first and your health first like it's so great to say that for yourself and yeah good things will come like <laughs> yeah, yeah. so um in terms of like some of the symptoms that you had say okay obviously the regular cycle and then probably had like excess androgens that led to say the acne and things like that yeah. 
uh, obviously stress was the, probably the main thing that helped um, alleviate like reducing the stress but was there any um in terms of nutrition like what did you do like how did you support yourself in that way yeah so I would have taken um I would have focused a lot of bringing carbs back into my diet and fiber yeah. and stuff like that Um, I would have um been very like low carb low fats and by just incorporating them into my diet it really helped a lot Um, that's what I typically see a lot with PMS is that people don't have enough carbs or fats in uh, in particular um, and just by increasing their fats and their carbs to an appropriate level it really really helps with their symptoms um, and I would have had a look at supplementation so magnesium citrate was a big one for me um, it's for the menstrual cycle but then also for the nervous system and calming and everything like that and I think I kind of became reliant on that for a while and then I had like almost like I don't know if it was a placebo effect or if it was real that I took I kind of always tried to strip back my my supplements and see if I actually still needed them kind of thing oh, yeah um but I then I had like proper anxiety for a while so I, I didn't test that again <laughs> I also tested uh or I also took um omegas now I take them um vitamin d was a big one for me I, I suffered definitely with kind of some form of sad uh, every 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 winter I definitely noticed um a decline in my mental health and I haven't last last was it last winter no it would have been the winter before so the last two years I've been taking vitamin d yeah. and the last two Christmases I haven't had depression really um which is great um I also take omega-3s as well yeah. Um and now I take an Oztol. I only started taking an Oztol um I think earlier on this year. Um yeah. I wouldn't have known about it before then and I take um B complex now as well. At the time it would have been I, there was a few more random supplements, herbal supplements I took, but I can't really remember. I think like ashwagandha and stuff oh, like yeah. that. Um to kind of help with stress reduction. Um and then zinc so zinc for the skin, magnesium and um ashwagandha. I think I got I yeah, I got Vitex. Um, and I was going to take Vitex, but then I read that it's not appropriate for some PCOS types. Um, yeah. So I just stayed away from that because I got my cycle back, so I didn't really need it anyways. Yeah, you don't um, want to like- <laughs> No, <laughs> I was just like, no, I've got this back myself. I don't need this. Yeah. Um, but yeah, and nutrition, I just, I really worked on my relationship with food as well. Um, because I noticed that like you can get an emotional response with your food um, if you fear your food and stuff like that. But then also... The calories and getting comfortable with eating more food um i think the phrase less move or what is it eat less move more is thrown around these days and Very there's no yeah yeah there's no there's no meaning behind or there's no context given behind it so i think we just very much i think i i want to say as women but i know some men as well yeah. um but we definitely just eat less and we think that that's gonna um solve all our issues but what's happening is so many people are in such a massive calorie deficit that that's affecting their hormones, that's affecting their thyroid, their metabolism, everything like that. So working on your relationship with food and getting comfortable with eating more calories, getting comfortable with eating foods that are like fats that are typically high calories and not opting for the low fats and having a look at how you can enhance the nutrition of your meal. Yeah. Um, like there's just some people that just opt for the low calorie thing or the low fat thing when some of the nutrients are stripped of it um and like typical like seeds or nuts and everything they're so good for hormones people are just taking them away um because they're too high calories and i'm just like don't do that <laughs> I, I still can't believe like the low fat thing is still an, an issue you know like yeah. that was such an 80s phenomenon like but like still people think oh it's low fat it's healthy it's just like oh my god i can't believe it's that. very out there still 
yeah it's it's mad like and typically if it's so fast like it's going to be added with something and most likely sugar so you know yeah um and in terms of you improving your relationship with food and like getting more calories in and how did you go about that like I'm sure that was a process in itself to try and from someone who was like really restrictive to getting more carbs in because I know people fear carbs when they've cut them out they're like how can I add them back in it's so scary it's like bad word like you know but uh, yeah I don't know I think again it was just all in the mix there was never like one thing that I did um I very much um again with my priorities I I thought about like what's important to me so I realized um that not having soluble fiber in my diet was bad for constipation and that was a massive thing and that really really helped me so I started to incorporate fiber and I started to incorporate fats from our hormones and everything like that and I think over time the the focus on weight loss the focus on getting lean and shredded and stuff like that um the value of that in comparison to the value of me feeling better in myself that just went rock bottom and the health just um the priority for that was just so high that nothing was coming in between that so it was it was kind of like I feel like I've had so many epiphany moments and things have just kind of changed like I went from being someone who literally like really really bad um I don't know if it was binge eating disorder a mixture of binge eating disorder maybe even bulimia because the compensatory behaviors with the laxatives I would drink the laxatives and I think what I did was I kind of said okay with the laxatives it's just because I know it's going to cause issues with my IBS like I'd, I would have inhaled all my food and it would have been typically bad food or restrictive food because with IBS like there's so much like now it's okay but back then it was just like you can't eat this you can't eat this you can't yeah. eat this and before you let that before you know it, you're left with a list of like five foods and yeah. then couple that with like fats are bad carbs are bad eat yeah. protein and vegetables and that's all you can eat for shreds bro um and then literally I was like balls deep in restriction and I didn't even know about it um <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but I think everything was very much like rationalized so I didn't even realize how deep I was in that stuff or that like things were oh, kind of wrong you. yeah yeah there's, oh, so in bad. your head there is a logical reason for you doing all this so it's fine yeah it's okay yeah 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 and now I look back at it and I'm just like oh my god you poor girl like I used to inhale Nutella like sit there with a spoon and I'd eat it and eat it and eat it and then I'd put it down and like no stop and that typical binge restrict cycle and I'm just like oh I just love to give my past self a hug like a big massive hug <laughs> No, that's so it's nice for you to say that though about yourself like it shows how far you have come though like from then yeah but I think lots of people can be like oh I was so stupid when I was younger and stuff like that but like you're just learning you don't know any different and I think if you look back and you regret things that happened it doesn't make you don't you wouldn't be the person that you are today and I think that I've got much more of a compassionate approach to like my work and helping my clients and I've got so much empathy because I know how it feels I know how bad it feels to be rock bottom to be just so out of control and feel hopeless and everything like that so I'm just like come on I'll take you under my wing and make you feel better (laughs) I think it's meant to happen this way like to like yeah for you to help people like that's what I think as well and like yeah you definitely build up more compassion and empathy for people because you have that understanding and like you understand how frustrating it is to go to a doctor and for them to say to you like oh there's nothing you can do just take this pill or you know you don't have any options here like it's really hard to take that and thank god like we can look back and say like we we looked into it ourselves and like had our own journey but a lot of people take that as gospel don't do any further investigation and 
feel like that's it for them and it's really yeah. like I, I just I think that's really tough like to, to think about you know I think it helps that we had our science degree so we have that kind of inquisitive mindset, inquisitive mindset yeah. and, and we can kind of sift through the bullshit almost because right now there's so much confusing information on the internet and I just feel so bad for anyone who doesn't have any like prerequisite knowledge because yeah. they're just looking on the internet and there's just so much conflicting views like the thing that I told you the day was just like uh hormone misfiring means your your metabolism oh is broken i was like what what it is just like you know stops you know, like, yeah, it's, 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 it's done it's gone it's like a little button in your yeah, you broke it <laughs> <laughs> oh the crap that is out there like oh my god i i just i know so many people who have done so many bad yeah. diets like and it's just like oh my god what one next like they could write books. i know i know oh god but um i think like you've given a massive um background and like <laughs> everything like that you've been through and like it's so good to hear that like you've come like done a 360 basically like you know mm. it's yeah. Fast. yeah and if you were to even tell yourself like you know a few years ago like what would you do differently or like or even just three bits of advice to people now listening like what would you say and uh, just to like I don't know improve if they're maybe going through um say PCOS or um acne or maybe bad PMS things like that like what would you say to them I would say starting with doctors the doctors are limited in what they know about you because it's like a 10 minute consultation and they also don't know the full history um and they don't know they don't keep up to date with the research particularly if it's a gp so that doesn't mean that just because of what the doctor telling you is your only option is your only um the only avenues you can explore so i'd say get help get help from someone else that is trained um particularly nutritionists um even though it's like to do with hormones and stuff like that there's a lot that can be done with um your food and there's a lot that like there's so many good nutrition coaches out there these days that just encourage such much more of a healthier approaches rather than like the typical fat loss diets and like typical like anti-diet approach rather than literally let's just help you lose weight have a look at like health versus just dieting for weight loss um i think that's really really important um don't be afraid to slow down just because you slow down and you take rest doesn't mean that you are not being productive doesn't mean that you're not achieving something you also don't have to be achieving something all the time um and yeah I just say that they're they're whatever you've been told it doesn't mean that that's like the end for you there is so much that you can do for your health with supplementation with exercise movement sleep um, and, and I think mastering the basics is really important. I think yeah. a lot of people jump to kind of, okay, let's restrict this. Let's try find this one thing that's going to either fix me or by removing it is going to fix me. And I think that we need to avoid going into that area straight away. I feel like it's kind of like the pyramid. You've got like that stuff at the yeah. top. And then at the bottom is kind of like your fundamentals. So it's your Absolutely. sleep, your nutrition. Have a look at your mental health as well. Um, really, really important. But um just yeah just stripping it all back and really just giving yourself a time out and getting the advice um from a nutritional professional if you need it absolutely i think that is three solid bits of advice there <laughs> i love it like and there is so many good coaches out there and i do love yeah. that now that it is you can definitely see like the anti-diet kind of movement and like it's not all about you know yeah. losing weight doesn't isn't everything and you know being skinny no. isn't everything and 
just feeling good about yourself and feeling energized and getting I think that like a lot of coaches now I think are changing the focus from you know at your weekly weigh-ins like what did you weigh it rather than maybe focusing on yeah. we're now focusing say your energy um your mood you know how you performed in the gym or your exercise whatever you're doing yeah. what did you do for your rejection and everything yeah so the metrics yeah. are kind of changing which yeah. is great like it's it's hard though I think for some people because if they go to the GP like typically with PCOS they'll be told to lose weight um yeah. when that's not it's not even appropriate for all types of PCOS um say for the lean type of PCOS that can kind of be encouraged even though that's gaining weight may be the more appropriate strategy for them um so I think that weight loss does have its place but I think the focus should be taken completely away from it and I think when you master the basics weight loss happens as a byproduct um and it just gets you into a much better headspace of like doing things for like self-respect instead of out of a place of like hating yourself and trying to change yourself yeah it's like you're doing it yeah from a place of love really you're not doing this like oh I need yeah. to, to please other people to look good to fit in to you know yeah. to what the society thinks I need to look like you're doing this for yeah. solely yourself and once you kind of get into that place you really want to do it then because you're not trying to do it for the wrong reasons you know it's like no. this is going to make me feel better this is the, the way I'm meant to feel like so you know you yeah. work with the habit that way um so yeah like I I love I loved our chat there I think that was really good I think like, hey, it was so really, enjoyable yeah I think people will really have gotten um so many good bits and nuggets from that like I I really did as well even the stuff <laughs> in mindfulness like it's again as I was saying it's something I do try and practice but like mightn't be the best of bringing it into my my day so even from this I'm going to try yeah. now that like definitely um <laughs> yeah so if you want to like check you out or find out more about you where can they go <laughs> what can they do yeah, so I'm just on Instagram. Um, I've got um at the health one, and then I've got my website at the health one, or not at the health one, uh, health the health one dot com. Um, but yeah, that's where you'll find me. <laughs> perfect, perfect. Well, I think like you'd be an amazing coach to work with, and I'm sure that you are going to help and have helped loads of women like get feel good about themselves, get empowered again. And yeah, I think it's brilliant what you do. So well done. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Thank you so much for coming on. You've been a brilliant guest and yeah, I can't wait to have you on again at some point. Thank you for having me. Bye. Bye. <laughs>